It's Thursday the 20th of July and this is the Daily Papers podcast live and I look at tat in the papers to to basically save you the trouble of looking at tat in the papers but then I'm showing you the same anyway let's begin So the big story the big story that's been doing the rounds the last couple of days is the Nigel Farage banking saga. Nigel Gate? Coots Gate? Everything has to have a gate on it now, doesn't it? But the interesting part of this is he's got his documents back. You can request your personal information from the bank. They left it to the very last minute. He got the information back and they hadn't redacted. Are you allowed to redact stuff from that? Probably not because there was quite a lot in it. But Coots have put out a statement with regards to this information now, and it says here, look, it is not Coote's policy to close customer accounts solely on the basis of legally held political and personal views. So they will not close your account. They've said there, they won't close your account based on any personal views that you hold. So let's have a look at what Nigel found in these documents, shall we? Look, it says here, while it is accepted that no criminal convictions have resulted, commentary and behaviours that do not align to the bank's purpose and values have been demonstrated. What was it they just said? It is not Coote's policy to close customer accounts solely on the basis of legally held political and personal views. So that's somewhat contradictory, do you not think? And it says here, look, a decision to exit may result in Nigel Farage using his platform on GB News slash social media to air his grievances. Yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that he was always going to do it, but I don't think Coots could have known, or their parent company, NatWest, could have known that this is going to turn into such a shitstorm. I mean, it has been talked about a lot on every news channel is covering it, every paper is covering it, Nigel's appearing on everything left, right and centre, isn't he? He's even talked about Prime Minister's questions yesterday. I don't think Coots knew that it was going to go this far. If they did, would they still have done it? Well, we'll never know that, will we? But I don't think this is going away anytime soon. Nigel is considering some kind of legal action by the looks of it for defamation or something. So this is going to be around for a while, this story. I think I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. So it's going to keep developing. So I'm sure this isn't the last time that we're going to mention it on this channel. But what is the last time I'm going to mention today is that's the only serious article I've got today because I've been looking at loads of other tat. So that you don't have to, but then I show you it. I don't understand how that works. So let's have a look. The next one, which I found quite exciting, to be honest. Blast from the past, legendary challenge game show rescued from TV scrap heap by Prime Video. Yeah, guess what's coming back? Look, Romesh and Tom Davis are bringing 90s mayhem to Prime Video. The comedians guide viewers through the action at Takeshi's Castle. Takeshi's Castle's coming back. Quite like Takeshi's Castle. It's a good show, wasn't it, Takeshi's Castle? Did you ever watch it back in the 90s? I used to sit and watch it with my dad when I was a bit younger. I did enjoy it. I believe, I can't see anything in here about it, but it's if it's Romesh, it's going to be filmed in the UK, right? If it was going to be filmed in the US or somewhere, why would they get him on board? So I'm assuming, probably wrongly, that it's going to be filmed in the UK. Now, the UK in 2023, yeah, there are some quite serious 
health and safety regulations that have to be accounted for, aren't they? Where's the original one? It was filmed in Japan, wasn't it, I think? Japan in the 90s. Uh, did that did that have such strict health and safety rules as what we have here in the UK now? So I hope it's not ruined by that. But I can't see it being as dramatic as the uh, as the original one because that was crazy. I, people got hurt, didn't they? And that was the best thing about it. It was crazy. People running at doors and everything. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I will watch it when it comes out and we'll see. So what else we got? This was a good one as well. I found this quite interesting. There's an interesting part in this one. Look. Salt Bay drastically reduces prices at famous London restaurant in Massive U-Turn. Now, we've all heard the stories of how much meals cost in this place, but it's still shocking. But that's not the bit I find interesting. But look, some bills at the Knightsbridge Haunt have exceeded an absurd £37,000, including a whopping five grand service shot. Blimey. Blimey. I have to think twice about ordering the large mixed grill at a Weatherspoons. That extra, what is it, 150 or something? Things. But that, that wasn't the interesting bit that I found in here. This was the interesting bit. Look, the grilling from diners left Salt Bay's restaurant one of the worst rated in London, languishing at 20,491 out of 23,811 restaurants in the capital. That is, that's surprising to me. That is surprising. People who have eaten there have reviewed it and given it not very good reviews. Is that because of the prices? But then you should know the prices before you're going in there, really. But to try and tackle this, he's come up with a great idea, look. In an effort to turn the tables, the chef has launched a set lunch menu for just £39 per person. It includes a starter, main and dessert, and is available on weekdays from 12 till 5pm. £39 per person for a set lunch menu in Knightsbridge? That sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable to me. It's the only way you'd get me in there. If I was on a date or something, yeah, I would try and book you. You're probably going to have to book quite in advance, I would imagine, for that. But yeah, that should get his uh, his reviews up a little bit on TripAdvisor. I can't believe how low down he was on TripAdvisor. You're not surprised by that? I'm genuinely surprised by that. All right, next up from the Daily Star, because obviously the Daily Star is uh, is just total nonsense, mostly, isn't it? And adverts for people's only fans. I found this one. Mum lives double life after ditching benefits for a 120k a year sexy snap job. Libiella used to struggle to get by on universal credit when she's cared for her children. But ever since she joined the sexy industry, her family's life has changed forever. It's a genuine career choice now, isn't it? There are, sadly, and I do mean sadly in my opinion, girls growing up now that can't wait to turn 18 so they can join OnlyFans and start raking it in. Whereas it's such a small percentage of people on OnlyFans that make that kind of money. It's like the the top 3 or 4% are making money. Everyone else is struggling to get any subscribers at all. And that's where these stories come from. The Daily Star is a nightmare for you. I mean, look at the Daily Star homepage, right? She is the most important news in the world today, according to the Daily Star. Look, she's got the big splash at the top of the Oh, God, the Daily Star. Every day in the Daily Star, it is just ads for girls' OnlyFans accounts. Proven so by this one. Look, she's got a big splash screen as well. Look, young, I'm a curvy cougar. Men offer me hundreds to have threesomes with their wives. Do they? Do they, though? 
Do they really? Or are you just saying that so you can get a headline in the Daily Star in order to advertise your OnlyFans? You've just seen me click that. I'll scroll down and I guarantee, I guarantee there's an ad for this girl's OnlyFans in here somewhere. Where are we? Oh, there we go. Didn't take long, did it? Shirley has since built up a collective 192,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook and has been flaunting her curves on OnlyFans too. They're just out. You've got to come up with some crazy sensationalist headline to get in the paper and Daily Star's your best bet for that to advertise your OnlyFans because otherwise you're making nothing. You're making nothing. Is it, you know, I'd, I'd rather these girls want to grow up to be a nurse or something important. You know, be an astronaut or a cowboy, whatever you want to be when you grow up. Just don't do this. And don't be sucked in by the claims that she now claims to be making up to 120 grand a year. Well, I hope you've told HMRC about that, for one thing, Libby Ella, because you've gone public in the papers and they'll see that. They'll see that. I hope you've done your self-assessment tax return on that. And as lovely looking a girl as she is, and she is lovely looking, credit where it's due. I don't know. She's not making, I doubt very much she's making that kind of money. I've worked with some girls in this industry recently for my day job, doing what I do for my day job. And um, they've told me quite squarely on that it's it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. But, you know, if, I don't know why I read the Daily Star. To be honest, every time I go on the Daily Star, it's just ads. Ads for women's only fans. Right, next up was an interesting one, but... Next James Bond, odd slashed on 007 hopeful after actor spotted with departing Daniel Craig. I can't wait for the next James Bond. I really can't. I can't wait for the next James Bond to be announced. I did not like Daniel Craig. I know that's controversial to many people out there, including my mum who loves Daniel Craig. He was never Bond. Never Bond to me. I didn't like him. I didn't like him. They rebooted the whole thing, didn't they? I didn't like that. They, instead of being a naval commander, they turned him into an army something or other, and he didn't know how to play baccarat, play poker. The class had gone, didn't it? I liked uh, Piers Brosnan. He was good. He was a classy guy. That was my era of Bond. But I mean, you're never going to beat. You're never going to beat the big two, are you? So let's have a look. See, uh, see what's going on here. So James Norton, who fans will recognise from his role in BBC hit drama Happy Valley. I've never heard of him. I haven't watched Happy Valley, but I have Google imaged him. So there you go. Does he look like he could be a James Bond to you? I think he stands a fair shot. Probably stands a fair shot. Who else is in the running here? There's a, there was a couple of others. Look, according to Screen Rant, Norton's odds of taking on the roles 007 stood at 4-1 to one prior to Wimbledon. And the Happy Valley star is now more likely to land a part of odds of 3-1. to one. There you go. Uh, where is he? Isn't he outright forerunner as it stands? That accolade goes to kick-ass and Craven the Hunter star, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. It's 11 to 4 odds. I've never heard of him either, but I have Google imaged him as well. Does that look like Bond to you? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't like Daniel Craig. I'll be interested. I will give it a fair shot. I didn't go to the cinema to see anything after Daniel Craig's first one, and I'm a huge Bond fan. I even saw that terrible one in the cinema. What was that last one that Piers Brosnan did when he was on that jet-powered car thing and he took the top off and the parachute? It's the worst CGI ever. People in the cinema genuinely got up and walked out. But that's because I was on some Bond pre-screening thing for it. 
Who I'd like to see, and this is going to be controversial to many of you out there, and there may not be a lot of agreement, I like Idris Elba. I like Idris Elba. So I'll be interested to see what happens, and they need to name it quick, get filming. We need another Bond film, don't we? So I think that about does it for all the tat I found in the papers today. Let's move on. Hang on. To the weather. Now here we are, me pretending I know how to do the weather on bbc.co.uk slash weather. So 5pm tonight, looks like light showers and 19 degrees in Edinburgh. So a beautiful summer's day, north of the border. London, 22 clear skies. Well, I'm not far from London. And them skies are not clear. So, ah, uh, yeah, but then I am using BBC's weather. So what about bedtime tonight? Let's have a look at bedtime. So where are we? About 11pm tonight. Clear skies and 14 in Edinburgh, light showers at 18 in London and Manchester's 14, Cardiff's clear skies and 14. About the drive to work tomorrow, that's probably important. Clear skies, yeah, all right, take, take that with a pinch of salt. 16 over London, 13 in Edinburgh, another beautiful summer's day north of the border. It looks like clear skies. There you go, that's uh, my effort at doing So I think that'll about do it for today. Hopefully I'll uh, I'll have a couple more editions of this this week. I'm trying to get better at it. This is live. I'm not very good at live. Getting me practicing. Let me know what you think about all these down in the comments below. Who you want to be the next James Bond as well. And I will see you in the next episode of the Daily Papers podcast. See ya.